Welcome to episode zero of the Spin Tune Sports Show. I'm one of your hosts, Al Bielsi. With me is my co-host, Michael Schaefer. We're here to shoot the shit and talk some sports, but first I have to remind you that we're brought to you by the Enron Corporation. Enron, we promise not to bankrupt you. Wow, Al. That is... I was not expecting that at the end. <laughs> You're just adding advertisers that are really not affiliated with the show. Actually, I don't even think Enron exists anymore, though I'm not entirely sure about that. Well, we probably should look that up. Well, we don't have any internet, Al. The power's out. That's a good Let's point. Let's start there. Uh, do you want to start at the power being out or the power being out causing you to drink 50-degree beer? Uh, power. <laughs> you Just power straight up. <laughs> you brought me over. You asked me to be on this podcast, which I thought, you know what? Not a bad idea. We talk sports most of the time, mostly through text. But you asked me to be honest, so I said sure. And I do realize that the, some of the source of our biggest disagreements, I've realized after the fact, was like, this conversation would have gone way better if it was done face-to-face. Oh, 100%. Texts hold us back way more, and we don't fully, like, properly describe to each other what we're trying to say. No, and we true. get into this weird argument, and we realize at the end, either we're way closer oh, we're, on the points, yes. or... <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely true. We're definitely a lot closer, but and through a text, you're just like, this guy is the fucking worst. I mean, we're disagreeing, but we're actually agreeing on 90% of it. Can we agree that texts were not responsible for what Alex said yesterday? Yes. <laughs> I just was agreeing with him, and then I, re- I read back, and I was like, oh, no. I told you I said. I was like, you're going to want to check before you commit to that, because I understand, like, you and Mike generally, these are some of our friends you'll hear about sometimes. You may even hear on the show once uh, in a while. Maybe. Maybe, depending on their availability and interest level. Maybe. Um, the two of you guys are just programmed to disagree with me, to mess with me, and yeah. more Mike than you, but yeah. you get along on the bandwagon occasionally with that as well. Right. Which is why you immediately jumped in and said, oh, Stones, I agree yeah. with you. And I was like, you're going to want to check that. Because well, I was like, you should have realized when Mike was not necessarily true. agreeing that with me, true. but strongly disagreeing with him. That is very true. That should have been a red flag. Yeah. No, Stones never chimes in really with a take. So when, when Stones was against you, I was like, I'm backing Stones regardless of what which, the take is. Which as soon as you said it, I was like, yep, that's what's going on here. But I... Mike definitely disagrees with you just to disagree with you. 100%. I usually just disagree with you because I generally disagree and with you. And I can usually tell when you're doing that, I'm going to yeah, join with no, Mike just to yeah, troll him right absolutely. now. Absolutely. But to get back to, you you asked me to do this, and I thought, you know, this is a good idea. You obviously have the other podcast. You want to grow on that. Oh, yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, who are listening to this the first time, uh, I co-host another show with my cousin Anthony. We are Flicks and a Six. Both of these shows are on the now slowly growing Spin Tune Podcast Network. That's S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N. We would like for you guys to enjoy this show and that show. If you don't, that's cool. But we hope you do. That, that's great knowledge for my mom because she'll be listening to this and be like, <laughs> oh, Mike's on another, another podcast. Wow. <laughs> um, Have you done, just so you know, so I've been doing the, this other show with my cousin for uh, two years now. Um, have you done this at all, even if it was just one time with no, someone? No, I've, the only thing I've done, nothing podcast related, um, J.D. Hogan had a, um, a blog, like, forever ago. Okay. And I wrote one soccer article that was super long. It took me, like, a week to write it. And it and was just, like... And just so you guys know, The Spin Shoot also does writing stuff on our website. Michael, hopefully, will be a contributor. We'll see. Well, this is also the last time I will ever refer to him as Michael yeah, on this don't, show. Don't ever call me Michael. Other than in the <laughs> intro, in which I will continue to, on the show, he will be Shape or Shaper. No, if no, I use his name at all. No one calls me My grandmother doesn't even call me Michael. No, but <laughs> as, as we were discussing right before we went on air, some of our friends from high school, me and him have been friends since high school. We've known each other for a long time. Um, some of our friends from high school call him Mike or Michael, and he hasn't even realized that, apparently, because I said it to yeah, him and he said, this that. is news to me. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but... 
again, to go back to what you, you were interested in doing this. Mm -hmm. You asked me to do it. I said, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, this is not what I was picturing when you, you invited me over. For what, well, for one, the first thing you were picturing was probably lights. Yeah, no, we, there is zero power in this house. Yes. We're in the, we're in the dark. Yes. The only light is a little bit out of the light in my basement and the backlit screen of my computer. There is no internet. There's no, we're on like a date right now. This is like a, a poorly lit date. We're sitting across from each other in a basement with no lights. I apologize. I should have brought candles. I mean, that wouldn't be nice, Al. <laughs> but this is, this is not what I was expecting. This, not what I was expecting either, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> I mean, well, this could not go, it can only get better. Like, this could literally only get better. Also, when you're listening to this right now, there might be some static because I'm having a little issue with my microphone. Yeah, I don't know. Is, my I mean, my cousin, who's much better with tech, is hopefully going to clean I'm that gonna up for I'm going to say, us. all five people listening to this are probably going to be pretty angry, but hey. Five, that's a good number. Yeah, well, four of my family and probably one year. So. <laughs> so the gist of this show is the two of us are probably going to do this just about weekly. We're hoping to re release these episodes probably on Monday. It's going to kind of be a weekly discussion of just what we like in sports, what we've seen in sports for that week, what we're looking forward to seeing in the week ahead. Yeah. Um, at the time we're recording this, free agency just opened in the NFL. Yeah. The conference tournaments in NCAA basketball we're not gonna talk about that. just finished. We're probably not going to talk about that much because both of us didn't watch much and Michael is a Kentucky fan and Kentucky just lost. Yes. Was that in the final or was it the semifinal? Semi. We've been to five straight finals. Okay. Four. We've lost. We've won the last four, and then so we just we decide we don't want to go this year. They lost to Tennessee, right? Tennessee. Yeah. Um. So, some of the stuff you hear will be in-depth analysis from us, but probably not most. Not of from my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to be from my when, side. When 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 Shay finally has a take that's been boiling to the breaking point. You usually get the you usually get the boiling point. You'll bring up a point. And then make your point, and then obviously like, take the opposite side. So. Yes, on principle, yeah. uh, and which then I will then have to go and bring uh, stats, data, fact, etc. Et and you'll still, so and you'll still be wrong. Expert yeah. analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Expert um, analysis. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> no, I don't even mean my, my own. I mean, we'll go. I will go find expert analysis. <laughs> I don't want to pump like my own like resume on this. Um, no, when I bring you some of those things, they're often from stuff that I've read from actual experts who are you know actually doing the breaking down of the tape and stuff. I won't bring any of that stuff. Okay, fair enough. Um, but we just wanted to release this episode just to get uh, the ball rolling because we may not have an episode for you next week, but we almost definitely will have one for you the week after. Yeah. Um, we hope that you like the fact that we've been friends for a long time and we have pretty natural chemistry, that we like to argue with each other. We will probably try to trip each other up intentionally often, like when I talked about the Enron Corporation sponsoring yeah, that, us. Yeah, that, I mean... I was not expecting that at all. I didn't know where you're going with it, and then to drop that. I'm a I'm a fan of dropping an advertisement in that doesn't sponsor the show. Like I said before, if we went to like a pizza place and just made them our sponsor, and then went to the rival pizza place and said, "Hey, the one down the street sponsoring us," we might be able to get ten dollars from them. Well, we're we're gonna play a little game with our audience. Hopefully, one day you will realize that we're no longer making up sponsorships, and then eventually <laughs> we will have a real sponsorship. Yeah, once the tagline isn't like a one. Sorry, we uh, got a little distraction there, and we were talking about bogus editing, or not bogus editing, bogus uh, advertising. advertising. Yeah, so, um, that, that, that is an interruption I'm expecting a lot of. The Bielsi family is not known for quietness. No, um, definitely not. <laughs> um, also, though, typically I think we'll be recording later in the evening, where yeah. they'll be less likely that people are coming in and out of the house. Yeah, we're doing this at like the middle of the day on it's 2 PM. <laughs> St. Patty's Day. Yes. Uh, so this is not ideal, but... No, we'll go with it. Well, literally nothing about what we've done so far on this since we pressed 
record has been ideal. Yeah, no power. Although we were planning on not actually talking about anything important, so we've yeah, you lived did, up to that. Yeah, you, I, I did little to no planning. Uh, you did, you took some kind of notes. It looked like I have literally nothing. So this is going to go, I think. Pretty well, well, I didn't end up doing most of the note taking itself. I just wanted to more get the thoughts out there because I realized what we were to discussing prepping for the show right. was stuff that's more for me and Anthony as the people who are going to be. The arbiters yeah, of, the, the, like, producing and putting the right. show out on the internet. Absolutely. The, the, the less amount of work for me. Um, we just need your medium to hot take. Just, yeah, that's all I'm here for. That's all I'm good for. And, yeah, you, you can do the rest. Maybe an occasional joke. Yeah, I don't think you're going to think of them pretty funny. So I think I'm not going to try to be funny on this. I'm just going to try to give my natural opinion on things. And usually they are wrong, so we'll go with that. Well, the thing I do notice um, is that while you and I don't have the same exact sense of humor... No, we, we do have do we do have a similar comedic style, where it's not like you have a joke ready and like you prep it and go, but someone oh, yeah. says something and you're really good at just riffing real quick. No, yeah, with absolutely. a line, and that's the same thing that I'm really good at. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm good at it. I I cannot tell a story to save my life, but um, I when someone says a line, I will say something back. That's usually where my my humor comes from. Most of the time, I don't even think about what I'm. It's already out of my mouth. Well, it's still a skill, whether you, it's, it's an innate yeah. one or not, you know. Usually, that's the, the, I laugh at my own jokes sometimes because it is also the first time I'm hearing it. No, but you did it a couple times earlier when Sean was here, and it, it right, landed it well. It was well received, and, and it, it was, it was funny. Right. And, that's, and, that's, and that's the same, that's what I'm saying. I have a similar comedic style, even if the exact sense of humor isn't exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, we should have filmed that. This, that would have been... That would have been my, Something for my the future, butter, yeah. maybe. We have some ideas. Just some of these me, ideas are going to take a while. Yeah, just tell me we're not recording. That would be the way to get me to... <laughs> just tell me the thing's not on. Well, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> um, if you're planning on having it going, you being on your phone while we're doing this, not ideal. No, well, that's, I think, the best way to get my takes, Al, is I'm not really paying attention. I'm just going to... Whatever pops in my head is going to come in my mouth, and we're going to go with that. So we're going to... What we're going to shoot for is week to week, we will try to bring a couple of bullet point takes, and one of us will lob it to the other. We'll discuss it. Like a tennis match. Like a tennis match. We'll go down whatever rabbit hole that takes us on. Yeah. Some of them will probably end up pretty far from the starting point, um, and that's great. Um, and then other ones will be more concise. I will occasionally try to steer us into back into safer waters. No, don't. But not always. Well, it just depends. If the rabbit hole is good, I'm, we're going to keep going until we reach the other I'm side. I'm a big fan of getting somewhere where we're like, where did we start? What started this conversation? That is what my goal is for this. Where we start on a, on a, on a take... On a point, and ten minutes later, like what? What started this conversation? Which is great, as long as the rabbit hole is good. If it's every, not, though, that's that's the thing. Hole is good, I disagree. Every rabbit hole. I I very much enjoy diving down a rabbit hole. Not everyone is created equally. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, or are we done for now? Um, or? yeah, I I think I'll save. There's nothing really going on sports wise. I mean, it's, March Madness starts next week, but the brackets haven't come out. Um, free agency ended already. Well, how about or start well, with, well, you uh, know what? that that's a good one though. Just give me your takes, whether it be Jet-related, specifically, both of us are New York guys, we're fans of New York teams, yes. we're both Jets fans, uh, we're both Knicks fans, nominally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a Mets fan, I'm a Yankee fan, he's a Rangers fan, I'm an Islanders fan. We ideally would like to talk, at least some, not maybe not every single week, we'd like to talk about all of the major New York City area teams. Yeah, maybe not the Knicks, because there's literally nothing going, like Zion would be the only topic. Well, I'm, it may not be this week or next week, but... Come NBA draft, draft time, right. NBA Absolutely. free agency time. Obviously, we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, have you been watching much NBA? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, they're always. Hang, hang on, hang on. Let, let the dogs have their day. <laughs> the 
the oh they're really going at it. Uh, then they will until the door uh, is, is opened or whatever going on outside is. Um, Knicks, I'll watch if they're not playing at the same time as the Rangers. It's kind of what I've been doing. So uh, I am a bigger Rangers fan than I'm a Knicks fan. Um, I'm also a bigger Islanders fan than I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. So, but I do watch. I won't watch um, a lot of the other NBA games, but I will watch the Knicks. Um, I've noticed that, that that that's been an issue for me where. I was getting to be a pretty big NBA. I always was. Even when the Knicks, uh, I mean, we've discussed this, um, obviously not on the show. In the in the past, you and me and, and some of our other friends have discussed, where I was not a very vocal Knicks fan, where you didn't even realize that I was uh, Yeah, there's a lot of teams I didn't know, I never knew you rooted for. And so I, I used to watch them a bunch when I was a kid, and they were so bad for so long, prior to like the Amari years, where I, like, I would check in occasionally, but I didn't really watch, and I didn't watch... Uh, like a lot of NBA regular season games, even the the marquee matchups. Yeah. But come NBA playoffs time, I yeah we watched loved the, no, but even before that, yeah, I used we to like, when we were when we were in high school yeah. even like I used to love sitting down and watching. I remember like the Dwight Howard Magic run was fun, like yeah. stuff like that. Like I watched a lot of those series. I was all in on NBA playoffs. It's gotten to the point now where like I had gotten to the point where I would like I'd come home on a Friday or Saturday night and watch like the West Coast like game. Like there would be like a yeah like LeBron Heat versus like. The Clippers when it was like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Like right. I used to sit down and watch that game on like a Saturday night. You know what I mean? I don't even really care about those a lot now. Like I'll probably watch them in the playoffs, but it's more going to be like the conference finals and the NBA yeah. finals. I'll sit I, down and watch those games. But I, the parody in the NBA is just so drastic that the the, the playoffs are really the only time I'm going to really pay attention to other teams other than. When it gets to the point where the current iteration of like where the, the Warriors are like at the beginning of that. I was down to watch those for sure, and yeah. now I'm less interested than I was. We were definitely into the the heat when LeBron. We were like every game, we're like what you're coming over, you're coming over, you're coming over. Yeah, all the big games, all, like the big finals games. Like we would watch them all the time. Um, yeah, like together, like you and Mike would come over. Yeah. Like we'd watch the game Harrison too, like and hockey too. Like at the same time, we'd yeah. be like which 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 hockey playoff game, which NBA playoff game. And I still watch. You watch more NHL. Yeah, I, I can watch any. I can watch any. NHL game. I do watch some national games, um, or like if I know there's a big matchup, like if there's like a Jets Predators that's going to be on like national television yeah. or something like that, like I will sit down and watch that game if I have the ability to. Right. Um, and I watch as many Islander games as I can. Right. Um, and with the start of this, um, I'm going to try and watch a little bit more uh, Devils and Rangers. Yeah. Which I'll... sucks for this season because they're both bad and they're. Yeah. They're playing at the string, but just to be aware, because I'm sure they're gonna, they've been debuting some of their younger players that, for going forward, I'd yeah. like to know more about, so that I can actually talk to you about it rather than just. So tell me what you yeah, think. Yeah, what, what's what young players doing well? Because um, that's that's been some of our conversations yeah. over the last few months. Because I just when the Rangers aren't playing the Islanders this year, I don't care. When they were good in, in more recent years, I've watched some of their games throughout the year. Uh, being in Kentucky, I actually watched more more hockey than I did in New York, which is surprising. But, and less Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'll, I bought Center Ice when I was down there. I was like, oh, I'll watch the Ranger game, not realizing MSG Go was a thing. So mm. I spent all this money on Center Ice. Were you able to watch it on MSG Go? Yes. My, I used my dad's login from here, and I got MSG Go. So I spent all this money on Center Ice. No, because I know that it's, it's given me a hard time at times where it like, asked me to put like my GPS up. No, I just like I couldn't use my login for my inner, or cable there. I used my dad's, who had MSG here. 
Oh. So okay. it thought I was here. So I just like I just spent all this I, for, money uh, Maybe it's on different this. because you have an iPhone and I don't. But it, for mine, it asked me for no. like GPS to Never make sure me. I was in market or whatever. I shouldn't say this. I, I mean, I, again, there's probably like four people listening. Maybe maybe Spectrum's watching or listening, and they're like, "Whoa, we found a loophole where someone's just using a login from not where he's from." Yeah, but it is paid by you and your family. Well, your family I, more yeah, than yeah. you, but still. So, but yeah, I, it's, I, it's all in the family. Yeah, so I I bought Center Ice, like two weeks in. One of the games was on NBC Sports or something, and I was looking on MSG Go, and I saw that, oh, I can watch, and I spent all this money on Center Ice. So I'll, I'll watch Ranger games on my laptop with MSG Go, and then I'll have a random game. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes what we're really here for. Give us your Blue Jackets takes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my local team, so I'm a, a closet Blue Jackets fan, even though they're a rival of the Rangers. Well, although, it, I mean, it does make sense, because over the last several years, they've had a lot of ex-Rangers on the team. Yeah, and, and, and Tampa. Future Rangers. Yeah. They are a, a big trade partner with, with the Rangers in the past. I, to be honest, which I'm, is weird. I'm sorry. Um, just gonna let the dogs go yeah, before is, we keep going. This is prime here. Again, when I record at nights with my cousin, we do not have a lot of dog barking typically I, I because we not. record at like 10 p.m. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, but I was gonna say, um, it's it's funny the the whole blue jacket thing where you've like it, I heard you have more blue jackets takes than you've had Ranger takes. Yeah. Um, this year, at least. Yeah, this year. But again, with Center Ice, like they're the local TV, so they're, they're on Fox Sports Ohio, I think, uh, which is the local Fox. Um, but I'll still watch Center Ice. So I watch a lot, actually watch a lot of Islanders games because they're on, I'll watch MSG, and if, they're usually playing the same time. The funny uh, thing is I've been having trouble with them on MSG Go. For some reason, they're not playing them on there lately. Huh. Well, I, yeah, I have Center Ice, so it, it, the only thing I complain about is that it has the... You can't choose which broadcast it is. Mm. So sometimes I'll watch the Rangers on. The thing is, it gets to the point where like you don't care, like you just no, want to see the game. Right, but there'll be times where I'm, I'll watch a Ranger game on Center Ice, and it'll be the opposing team. Which mm. Sometimes it's cool to see what they like. Oh, their thoughts. Get a on different the perspective occasionally. Yeah. Um, but I actually do. I I would say I know almost as much about the Islanders this year as the Rangers. Okay, I've that's definitely not both. true for me. <laughs> I've watched both a ton. Yeah, Devils not as much. And I'm guessing. You probably tune in more for like the Islanders against like other good opponents because they are yeah. one of the top teams in the yeah, league this absolutely. year. Surprisingly, to, yeah. to me, first and foremost, I couldn't think but. of a time where the Islanders made the playoffs and the Devils and the Rangers didn't. I can tell you for a fact. I just saw this morning. It's been since I think 1988. Okay, well that makes sense. I, I couldn't think. I, I was it's just funny. Like, like, this was not pre-planned. No, that was a natural <laughs> setup. I, it was either last night before I went to bed or this morning when I first woke up. I saw online. Uh, they said it's it's been. I, I would think, have guessed before that. I think it's been roughly thirty years since none of the three, since the Islanders were the only of right, the three cause teams. The, right, because the Islanders. Well, have couldn't be much been, longer than that because the Devils haven't existed much right, longer than that. But the Rangers' height was like the late '80s, early '90s. Like yeah. that was when they were really good. And the Islanders were still good then. Yeah. Um, but I guess it must have been a one-off. I think it was eighty. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. But the the point is, even I would if look I'm it off up, on Al, the year, we don't have any internet. The thing is, even if I'm I'm off on the exact year. The point is, it's been like 30 yeah, plus years. I was thinking the Devils and the Rangers were really good during the 90s. The Islanders really haven't been competitive from like 1990 to 2013. I think in the early, the year that you guys won the cup, either that year or the year before, yeah. I think I think in 94, I think you guys beat the Islanders in oh, one maybe. of the rounds. I'm not 100% we sure. You beat the Devils, I know that. It was obviously before my time actually it watching. Three, yeah. Um, but. Either that year or the year before, the, the Rangers knocked the Islanders out of the playoffs, I think. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, and, actually, they actually had an MSG 
after the Ranger game last week, they had an MSG short. I don't know if you watched MSG shorts. I've seen a couple, but not much yet. They, and they played the entire game. I think it was Game 6, 94 Eastern Conference Finals, Rangers-Devils, and they just condensed it, where anytime there's a stoppage, they just skip to the next face off. So it's only like an hour watch. I like those things. They do some of that. I know SNY started doing it with yeah. the Mets, but it's been a big thing for the Yankees on the Yes Network for a with long time. Hockey was phenomenal. Because, I, I mean, I've mm -hmm. seen clips of those games. I've never watched it. Mm -hmm. I watched the entire game with it just condensed. The game is not even close to the same. I'm sure it's not. Their hooking is not a thing. You really? can literally just, like, there are players on a breakaway, and you just get clubbed with a <laughs> stick and yanked back. And I, I didn't like, expect to see that from the 90s. Yeah. Maybe the, the 60s, yeah. sure. Yeah. There was only one guy without a helmet. That was nice. I was going to say, back to the time when the goalies didn't even wear a mask. Goal the goalies... Richter would come out for a shot. He'd be 40 feet from his net. Jesus Christ. Like, butterfly style was not a thing. Like Even then? No. Like, you literally were just like, it was, it's unbelievable. I was watching, I was like, what sport is this? Because I know I've, I've never seen a, a whole game, but I've seen a lot of clips, even extended clips from, like, the Islanders Cup years, like Billy Smith even that, coming out. Even that, that's 80s. Like, like, that was even probably crazier. And, like, yeah, and it's like, I'm watching these guys, like, did they just not realize that they could stop the pads? Like, stop it better with their pads yeah. than if they were standing up straight? Right, they like, stand up straight. How are they doing? Like, Billy Smith's a Hall of Fame goalie. Yeah. And I'm like, did you never cross your mind that maybe dropping to the level of the puck might help you? It, it, it was insane. I was watching it, and I was like, this is insane. It was, I actually liked that style more. Because it was wide open. The game was Well, it back certainly and was forth. better for offense. It was back and forth. And my dad actually came in. And he was like, this is when hockey was great. <laughs> he was like, that is, I that, that is a quintessential dad take. Yeah. He's like, this, this stupid shit was cycling the puck. <laughs> I was like, there you go, Ken. That's a hot take for you. Well, I guess that was before the left-wing lock, right? So. Yeah. But I was like, I even knew the result of the game. And I was so into it. Because it was like, totally. the game was, it was just back and forth. It was a track meet. And I was like, this... My dad was always like talking about Rangers hockey. Well, this is one thing, and it'll force me to raise my game, and it's something that we're looking forward to. Um, we both feel that hockey is an underserved market in the New York area, Honestly. considering there's three teams, and there's plenty of fans, but if you listen to a radio show in New York, yeah. occasionally you'll get Boomer Esiason talking it, occasionally you get you'll get Don LaGreca yeah. talking it. But really, the only time they let Don talk about it much is during the playoffs. And when he's covering, like, if he's going for a West Coast trip, they're like, hey, Don, you're going to Calgary tonight. And he'll, like, give you a five-minute rundown. I'm it's like, funny that you thought that, because literally that's what happened the other day. Exactly. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm bringing up great points. I don't even know it, Al. I mean, that wasn't the point. I was talking about going to Calgary. It wasn't even about the Calgary Flames. I brought up this, the 88-1988 Islanders thing. Now a West Coast no, trip I, I didn't even know about. I just meant this, this most specific this thing. Is, the, not, am, not all of it. I'm elite at this, Al. You're better at the hockey stuff than I am, and that's fine. And you'll definitely be better at the NBA stuff than me. Yeah, I, I'm shocked we, we started with the Knicks. I, I thought it would be weeks before the Knicks came up. Um, I just more wanted to touch base with what we're going to be yeah, doing. Neither of us is probably as well um, equipped to talk Nets as we'd like. No, I, that's, the Knicks are the one true, I think, New York team. So sure, my but big... I just want to... Even They're not going to get equal airtime. No. But we do want to make sure we at least discuss occasionally, acknowledge their existence. Yeah. And the Nets are, surprisingly, going to be interesting, not so much in the next two months, but in the next four or five months, if they have max slots available. And they're good. They they're have, good and they're good. They have a chance, being good and in New York, they do have a chance to add. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I've always been jealous of other cities is they have one, most cities have one team that every everybody's a fan of. Like, you go to Pittsburgh, everybody's a... Well, there's pros and cons to that, right? You have more of a monoculture where every 
one is a fan of that team. Right. So it's kind of cool that shared a bit, but it's also cool, I think, in New York, especially for how many people there are, to have the ability to have some choice and some variety. But it is and natural rivalry built in right then and there. It is miserable to be the little brother in the city. Like, it is horrible to be a Mets fan. Well, it's funny that we both have some of that, right? Because yeah. you have the Mets yep. and I have the Islanders. the Islanders and, you know, we both have the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, the thing with football is, uh, I'm a Jets fan, but my dad's a Giants fan. I don't hate the Giants by any means. I will root for the Giants if they're not playing the Giants. Well, I view... You hate the Giants. No. I, what's been going on in the last couple of years is I've just been mocking the Giants. Yeah. Because they deserve to be mocked. They need to be mocked because Dave Gettleman, the game has passed him. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't believe... The thing is, it switched really quick. I don't hate the Mets. You guys think I hate the Mets. I just enjoy mocking you I, and the Mets. I think you severely dislike the Mets. I mean, I definitely don't like them. Like, on Twitter, you'll see likes come up. I don't know why they do this, but likes come up. Like, I'm th scrolling through. There's a setting in there because I don't see those anymore. I used to see every tweet liked by someone and that I, I follow. It's only like four people. I don't know how they do this, but there's only like four people I see likes up. You're one of them. 90% of them are anti-Rangers or anti-Mets. There's definitely a lot of anti-Rangers in there. There hasn't been much anti-Mets. And the I'm thing like, is, this the, man hates these teams more than he likes his own. The, the likes of the Mets stuff specifically, if you go back and look at them, it's things that make me laugh. Yeah, you're make, yeah, you're trolling the Mets guy. Sure, I absolutely am. Yeah, I don't. But I the thing is, you like your teams and leave my teams alone. I know the Mets suck. Just let me have that well, by I, myself. I think uh, you like you noticed last year down the stretch, I left you guys alone. Oh, thanks, Al. That's okay. So nice. Because I no, I the thing is, I do feel bad for you. And the second you're good again, when when the Mets are oh, good, we're coming back, baby. I don't hate the Mets. I just dislike Mets fans. <laughs> oh, I I don't like that argument with um, the fans thing. No, because they're not direct rivals, and that's the thing. I hate the Rangers, yeah, because they're direct sense. rivals. Right. I but, would but hate I'm, the Nets if they mattered. Right. Um, I'm, I'm saying the fans think so. Like I have, there's people, all every friend I, I know says like, oh, I hate this fan base. I like this fan base. New York fans are basically all the same. Like uh, you say, you hate. Well, they're Mets all inter fans. a lot of them right. are intermingled. You hate, right. Yeah. You're, you hate Mets fans. Most Mets fans are Islander fans. A lot of them, yeah. Right. So that's when someone's like, oh, I hate Mets fans. Well, you probably are a fan base with that group in another capacity. Well, I love you and Mike, even though I hate you guys oh, as, you, as Mets fans. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Mike's... But Mike I love you guys as Jets fans. That's <laughs> <laughs> the same takes, basically, just different team. The team is what matters. Yeah, I guess. It's about the colors, man. Yeah. Well, again, I don't I don't hate other teams. I I don't hate the Giants. I don't really don't consider a Giants a Jets rival. I don't hate the Giants. I don't and, hate and, the Yankees. And I even... And I feel less of the, the, the quote-unquote hatred for the Giants than I do the Mets. Because the thing is, the Jets and the Giants... Don't play that often. The, right. Met, the Mets and Yankees play every single year. Right. I can understand the Mets-Yankees rivalry just because they do play every year. Yeah. Uh, Jets and Giants, I I honestly do not think about the Giants. when During the season, I'm rooting the for The only Giants. thing that irritates me about the Giants and Giants fans is when they actively start looking down on Jets and Jets fans. Now they are the big brother. They are. And that's why lot. the little brother thing does right. that. Yeah. Right. But um, I don't hate the Yankees. I Some Yankee fans do annoy me with the we got 27 rings type thing. And it's like, well, you haven't won in like a decade, so it's... You've won your life, so I will give you that. I have one championship in my life, and I was three. You guys want a shot of Irish whiskey for Maybe a little bit. We'll be up soon. <laughs> you know what? That's an interruption that, that I can get on board yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was electric. <laughs> Peter Bielsi featuring. Loves his whiskey. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well, it's 2 o'clock.
It's okay. It's St. Patty's Day. That's true. I have to drive home. And you just found out that you're more Irish than you thought. That's true. That is true. My dad did a heritage test, and we found out a lot of things. <laughs> I am not going to broadcast it. No, that's fine. You don't have to. I don't the Irish thing was, made sense because we're on St. Patty's Day. That's true. I, I should embrace that side of me from now on. I'm the only other thing I, I would like to touch on, I guess, before we wrap this up, mm -hmm. because this episode's gotten longer than I expected, but I, I, don't, I don't hate it. A lot longer, I would guess. Um, let's talk a little NFL. Okay. Especially... You're a bigger NFL guy than me. Yes. I like. We both like the love the Jets. I'm, I we guess I follow the league way closer than I. Yes, do. although I mean, like you play fantasy, fantasy football, like you yeah, know, I like, know the, you know your stuff, guys. but yeah, I know guys. Yeah, I, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? I guess before I give mine on the Jets specifically, first of all, free agency, free agency slash trades because they made right. Uh, it's a big part of. I happening. would give. I would have given them an A plus if they got a, a, a offensive lineman other than. Asamele, whatever his Assembly, name is. I yeah. think is how it's pronounced. But, um, well, the thing is, they needed two. They got one. They need. I thought. So good, not great. I thought the more, if we got Morse, this was an A plus. You you addressed major holes. That was the guy I was. You were preferred Paradis. Uh, either one. I preferred Morse. I would have been happy with either I one. Was, it didn't matter to me. One of the two. And I think I guess if we're gonna do a quote unquote right wrong. I guess I was kind of closer to being right because Morse got a huge contract. Right. Paradis got a very good one. Right. I, um, it didn't matter to me. We just needed doubly a, hated that Morse went into a huge upgrade on offensive line. We got one, potentially one. He didn't have a great year last year. See, the thing with me on a casual NFL fan can watch a game and say this quarterback is good. This quarterback, and most you can do that for skill position. Offensive line, it is very hard to grade. Oh, this guy's really good. Or this guy's really bad, especially for other teams. I do think I probably have a half leg up on the average fan because I played the position. Yeah. So there are certain things. That so I did I, but just not very well. Well, I played to a high level. Yeah. I played into one year of admittedly very small college football. I, I was a revolving door. <laughs> well, you also you also transitioned to playing soccer sophomore year of high yeah, school. That, so. Yeah, I mean, it was I was a, a offensive lineman that went to soccer, so that explains my size in terms of offensive line. For play. anyone who has questions, he was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> no running was my my requirement. No midfielder, totally. <laughs> Hey, I knew a soccer. Yeah. <laughs> soccer. That was talking soccer. I'm gonna. This is gonna force me to have to know something about soccer. It is. I will show. bring up soccer stuff. I'm sure you will. And you're gonna give some, I think, insane takes when I bring up soccer. Which well, I'm no. What's gonna happen is it's largely gonna be me asking you questions. That's true. I know when I'm out of my depth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I won't give a hot take that is going to blow up in my oh, face. I think. I think you should. You bit. You're a big West Brom fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. West Brom and Albion. You almost. You almost got the name pronounced right. Isn't that how? Albion, but oh, okay. the thing I was more concerned with was the <laughs> the Brom part of yeah. it. <laughs> no, but I, I know a little bit about all you that shit. Nailed that part out. Uh, so well, I, I, I could have gone because I know when I was younger I did the thing, and I, I think you might have been one of the two or three people who mocked me. I think I accidentally did a Louisville, like when we were oh, in like, yeah. middle school. Yeah, and I was like, huh, did not know that was Louisville. Yeah, because no, I never I, heard the word. I'd only ever seen it written like you Louisville can tell if like, someone's from there or not. Like I'm, I'm obviously not from there. But no, my, but this was even like this. I know my grandparents are, have lived there forever, so I know I've known it's Louisville. You just yeah. you don't pronounce. You well, just, the thing is, I wasn't even thinking of the school. I think we were talking about baseball. It was like Louisville Slugger, yeah. like, and I think I said Louisville, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. But I know uh, Louisville I, and Louisville. I knew enough to know it, uh, it's, it's all right. It's Brom. It's not Brom Witch. I could have yeah. dropped a, a hard W in there. <laughs> no, you did all right. I give you like a uh, a seven point four on reading that name. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of the Jets, Bell, I loved. Mm -hmm. I wanted Bell, even with a higher contract. Doubly so when you see the contract. I thought... Well, I that's thought, what it is. I yeah. was in knowing that we were going to spend too much on a running back 
because this is the time where you have to do it. Because he got, what was his final? It was four years, like 53, 52? 52. I was thinking it was at least 60, and I thought it was going to be mostly guaranteed. Well, and not only that, but the original guarantees that were put out was like 35 million? Yeah. That's not what the That's full not... guarantee. Full guarantee is like 26. Yeah. So I, I'm, I was happy with that signing, even if it was way more money. Yeah. Um, I was expecting the average annual value to be like three to five million more than it was, and the 100%. guarantees to be probably like at least forty, and it ended up being twenty six. Yeah, so. I think that was a plus signing. Um, Mosley, I, I mean, I love I love him as a player. To me, it didn't make a ton of sense because we have Williamson, Darren Lee, is a good coverage linebacker. He's not really good at anything else. Well, but the thing is, him and Lee, oh, sorry, Lee and Williamson were the perfect pair Com- yeah, because, they each other. because they were the thunder and lightning, yeah. right? Where Williamson was the run stuffer and Lee was the guy you want to put out in space. Right. If you want any evidence of that, go watch the Detroit Lions game from week one right. where he took one to the house. Well, he knew, that came out after he knew the plays. So but that, still, yeah. that's what you want. It's great preparation, but great preparation. it shows that Darren Lee is good if he knows exactly what's going on. The intersection of the preparation and the athleticism. <laughs> yeah, well, he has coverage. no idea, which is most of the time he's a, he's a lost cause. No, but you could see even this year, the thing. The only thing that was a downside was him getting suspended for PED. Yeah. Before that, he had had a very nice season. Yeah. Um, and he's never... been incremental improvements. He was bad as a rookie. Yeah. He was decent his second year, but he was very up and down. Like he had a couple of great games, and then he had some horrendous games. Right. Last year, he more or less wire to wire put together a very solid. Okay, season. and what what do you think they're going to do with him now? Well, I, I keep seeing people are going to trade him, but to For what to me, Avery Williamson's the guy you trade, even though he's a slightly better player. He overlaps with mostly skill set. Yeah, they are and very similar, which just didn't make sense. What didn't make furthermore, since his contract is reasonable. I think you get more in return than a guy coming off a PED suspension because there's always going to be that bit of, I understand there's a pedigree, I understand he's young and under contract, cheap, which is good, but even if we don't treat NFL with PEDs the same way we do with MLB, teams, I think, will be wary of adding a guy who just came off his best season that was PED-aided. I I agree. I think Avery does have a lot more value. Um, I don't see them trading Avery. I think Avery has proven... He's a, a good linebacker. Again, it is him and Mosley do kind of do the same thing. The, 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 C.J. Mosley is more or less better, the same player, just, just better, much better yeah. at everything. Yeah. Um, which brings me to a draft or the draft. We got power back. Oh, I see. Just towards the end of it. <laughs> um, well, in the meantime, while you're talking, I'm gonna go turn the light on so we're not in the dark anymore. Okay. I will give my my point of view on. We're talking draft now. We differ on who we want. Well, you have your love with Josh I, Allen because I he's a Kentucky guy, and that's great, and I fully understand that. Also, Avery Williamson falls into that yes, Kentucky bias. But if we are rocking Mosley and Avery Williamson in the middle and Josh Allen as an outside linebacker, people don't talk about how good Josh Allen is, is in coverage. He, he, well, that's see, that's the thing. I do know that. The, the problem is, my issue with him actually is what he's been billed at. Exactly. I don't believe he's an elite rusher That's what yet. I'm saying. I think he might be able to be. So, But he's, his, and that's why some, I said to you the other day, was people aren't talking about it. They're talking about him almost like he's boasted only, as a rusher. Exactly. It's not true. And I agree with that. And I think... He's a well-rounded prospect. He is, he is good at a lot of things. The thing I is... I don't know if he's great at anything. He is above average or good at... The funny thing is... His like the floor for kind of a quote unquote worst case scenario that he could be is Anthony Barr. I, you're taking the point. This is literally my point. <laughs> this is literally my point. Worst case scenario is Anthony Barr. 
because he's proven that he is borderline elite. Actually, Anthony Barr struggled this year in coverage. Yes. There was uh, when they played the Rams, he got torched. Trace. Every matchup they had him in the slot, he got torched. Trace McSorley during com- combine interviews, they said which player is the hardest in your college career you had you to game plan. He said Josh Allen is one hundred percent the hardest to game plan. Well, it doubly makes sense because, because they had a bad offensive line. And he said, and because you have to know where he is, and half the time he doesn't rush. Like mm-hmm. you're like you're we're doubling Josh Allen. Then he doesn't rush, and your whole line's fucked up. So to me, Josh Allen is the better pick. Because even if he's not at least elite pass rusher, better pick than what? Then Quinnen. Oh, I mean, I I just like him because I I view him as a truly elite prospect. But so, but we take as far as linemen, yeah, Muhammad Wilkerson, um, Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams, Quentin Copels. If they're if they're not elite at what they do, they're just kind of another guy. I agree, and that's why I like Quinnen. He's not just another guy. He is elite. We thought that about does. a lot of the guys we've taken. So this is the thing I'll say. Um, at the time of like, we're talking about, we drafted Muhammad Wilkerson eight years ago. Yeah, and he gave us like three and a half good years. He was, ended up being a great player. But a couple of things I'm talking about more from internal than external. Yeah. I did not have the knowledge or ability to quote unquote scout these guys. I don't break down the tape. Yeah. I didn't. I'm going mostly on what I read. Right. People I was reading, things I've found out in the more recent years, aren't really that good. The guys at ESPN. Kuyper and McShay, they don't watch the tape. They're taking what they hear from people in the NFL. Um, which I think could be almost more valuable. They're access merchants. Yeah. Which, for what they do, is fine. You just have to understand that what they're telling you when they give you their takes on right, the, the not players. Their takes. Not their takes. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly what, it's what people teams are, are, telling what teams them. are telling them. I've been reading a lot more people lately who are actually doing the scouting themselves, and I find them to be much better at seeing the truth behind what these players are as prospects. Yeah. Um, if you want to know who is going to draft someone... You go to Kuiper McShay. Yeah, that's true. They have the access. If you want to know who's going to be good, you look at some of these other guys. I still think you can go to Kuiper Kevin's. McShay because they're they're taking voices from thirty teams. Sure, but, and saying but look this at, guy. Think, there's fifteen teams that think he's this. I think that's still there's still value there. I, the, I'm not saying there's no value. I'm just saying understand what the what what it is that you're getting when you yeah, go to those sources. I mean, I guess because just think about this: how many absolute busts do we see in the first round of drafts all the time? It's a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say there's. I'm not saying it's more than fifty percent. Right. Although, like in a year like 2013, I think it's over fifty percent who busted in the first round. Yeah. Um, it was uh, horrendous drafts, and it wasn't like it was like everyone did great in the second and third and fourth round. They didn't. Right. Um, so, I don't, I, I don't view GMs as actually being smarter than the average person. Mostly, yeah. um, who are spending the time doing it, a lot of times they get it wrong and they bet on the wrong things, and that's fine as long as you understand that that's what it is. They're they are gambling on upside in the first round a lot of times and I don't understand why. Yeah. It seems ass backwards to me. Yeah. I, so I think Josh Allen I don't know if he's an elite pass rusher. That's what he's pegged as. I think even if he's an okay pass rusher, he's still going to be a really good NFL player. And that's fine with me and that's why I'm okay with him drafting. He's just not my that's preference. Why, but that's why I want him because one he could be an elite pass rusher. I still There's a good chance he's an elite pass rusher. He is a freak. But he's also unbelievable in coverage, and he's unbelievable in open the field. Mm-hmm. If, if he was one-on-one with the running back, he was making a tackle 9 out of 10 times. Which, to me, for an outside edge rusher, is a good trait to have. Quentin Williams, I think, could, could he could be better easily be better than Allen. But there's also, if he's not good at the one, two things, he, he, he's not going to be. He's well, going to be a, Williams, he's going to be... That's the starting point of this conversation, of what I was saying about my own less... Understanding going back to like something. So you like, just think Quinn Williams? You, you just think there's no way he's not. My combination of finding new sources of people, experts to, and my own viewpoint. I obviously I watch 
every Alabama game. Yeah. Also, I, a team I did not know you rooted for. That, meant, that is a funny story of me coming here for a Penn State Alabama game and thinking you're rooting for Penn State. And you came down like Alabama stuff on. Admittedly, I never. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't wearing any Alabama stuff, but. Alabama started shellacking them, and I was like cheering, and, and you're I was like, like "What?" what? <laughs> I can't. I never like, said I was a Penn State fan, but no. you asked if I was watching a game. I said, "Sure," and you assumed it was because I, I, was, I was going to root alongside you. It was a huge like. It was like Alabama was one versus like twenty four. I was like, "Oh, this could be." Well, a- it was one of those the the, the classic kickoff um, Alabama they scheduled at a conference yeah, game. But I like, thought it was like Al's not going to be rooting for the favorite. He's going to root for the other. He's not going to have a dog in this fight. <laughs> like, and you're actively rooting for Alabama. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like. Why do you an asshole? You're like, oh, I'm an Alabama fan. I was like, since when? <laughs> I mean, admittedly, that was the first time we ever watched a college football game together, I think. I don't know if it's the first time. Outside of a national championship. Probably. That was probably. the first time we ever watched. Uh, oh, I was very mad. <laughs> Coming here to see Ben get walloped and Al rooting for it. <laughs> I was like... What? I'm never doing this again. So what you're saying is there's a recurring theme of you coming over here and things not being what yes, you expected. Yes, Al's house is an, always an adventure. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. I though. guess. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Um, but anyway, going back to the Quinn Williams thing specifically, when it comes to Leonard Williams, that was really the start of when I was paying more attention to the actual draft. I've always, since I've been a diehard Jets fan and paying attention... Oh, we got some TV, buddy. You might want to turn that off. <laughs> yeah, just turn that down. That's fine. Again, you never know what you're going to get here. It's just a <laughs> spooky sound coming out from behind Well, the weird thing is, the cable box turned on, and the, the, the stereo system turned on, but that was like 10 minutes ago, and there was no sound, and yeah. it just turned on now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. Don't um, that. It's weird. Anyway, um, Leonard Williams at that time was where the first time I was starting to get serious into actually looking at the prospects and trying to understand who these players were to get like a better idea of not just, we need a defensive end, right. there's a defensive end, that's the guy I want. Right. To actually say, hmm, I prefer this defensive end to that one. Right. Um, Leonard Williams was kind of at the open of that for me, specifically. Yes. Um, so I, didn't, I wouldn't say that I necessarily had a refined approach at looking at what Leonard Williams was as a player. Right. Going back, I think that had I been do, watching the way I was and reading the stuff that I was reading, I would have had a better understanding that this guy wasn't what we actually really needed or that he wasn't the elite prospect. What he had was a very high floor where he goes out and he's going to play every week and mm-hmm. he's going to be a good, solid player. But what he isn't is an impact player because he does not have a refined skill set of really anything other than being strong and athletic. Right. Quinn Williams is not that, and if you watch the games, you see he has refined pass rushing moves, is an absolute elite talent as far as his physicality, size, and athleticism combined. Um, his usage of his, and the, the way I notice it most specifically is his usage of his hands is incredible. Uh-huh. He's got elite hands. Great hands. Great hands. Got it. Leonard Williams locks in with his two hands and then nothing happens. Yeah. What, was that the case in college? I think so, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you watch way more tape and read way more opinions than I do. But just from a looking from 10,000 feet, I think if both are not good at their best thing, Josh Allen still has a really good chance to be a really good pro. Look how much Anthony Barr got paid, and he was pegged as an outside rusher. And he just, like, doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. I saw a lot of weird conversation about that because coming out of college, he was an edge rusher. Yes, since 
basically past his rookie year. They've largely used him as an off-ball linebacker. Right. Um, we were bringing him in to be... An edge rusher. An edge rusher who can play off-ball. Right. So I think, to me, Josh Allen still has a really good chance to be an elite pass rusher. But worst case, even if he's not, he's, he's, gonna be able, he's not going to be bad at everything that he was great at in the NFL. So the college. issue I have with that, even though I agree with you on that assessment... Not worth a third round. Third not overall. worth a third overall pick. Yeah. That's my issue. But to me, that Quentin Williams, while you're saying this... He, he could, he, there's a way less chance of him being bad in the NFL because in college he did this, this. I do think they're high, both high floor players. I just view the floor of one being more valuable than the I other. would say that Quinn Williams, if he is what people peg him to be, is probably a better player. Yes. But I would say Josh Allen has a better chance to not be that, basically. He's not going to be a bust. It's possible. I, I don't actually necessarily agree with that. I view their bust potential as basically the same. So what what it says is if you if you view their floor as being the same, I just think that Quinnen's floor will be more valuable. Yeah, agree to disagree. I'm I am 100 on the Josh Allen. I think we both prefer to trade back. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, the crazy thing is, I do believe there is a legitimate chance that Nick Bosa could be there. I, I, I think might weirdly, I think that more now than I did a month and a half. Well, ago. yeah, after the D Ford trade and. And the D4 reason, trade is definitely part of it. Kyler Murray is now consensus number one. Yes, which I it could be a smoke screen. The only thing is, well, yeah, it's like with Darnold. Darnold was locked number one, and like forty eight minutes before the draft started, it was like no Baker's one. <laughs> well, so that's fine. So even the thing is, if the conversation ended with it's Haskins who goes over one overall, it's still yeah. quarterback, yeah. and that's what ended up happening. Everyone said Darnold, Darnold, right. and they made the position. same position. Right. So, but there it could be. The day of the draft, you're like, no, we're, we're keeping... We're, Rosen's our guy. We're taking... Well, so the thing is, going through all of it, that's really the only reason that there would be a smokescreen on this, is if they want to preserve Rosen's trade value. Because right. if they came out and said, yep, yeah, we're drafting Kyle Murray, the offer for Rosen goes down. Yes. Um, because you have to move him at that point. I think they played this horrible. But other than that... Well, the thing is... Rosen has no value now. The way they've been going Well, I guess what I'm saying is, well, I agree with you. The point is, if they were going to trade him, I think the time should have passed already. Yeah. They should have traded him already. Yeah. But it's weird. The the conversation has gotten, if anything, only louder and louder as the time has gone on. And this is why people who are the access merchants, the ones who do know now, again, the smoke screens, this and that. But if this is all a smoke screen, what's the value They're smoke screening themselves. Which, admittedly, (laughs) the Giants did that to themselves last year. The Browns smoke screened themselves last year. They were like, didn't know who they were taking it. They were all these rumors at one and four, and I'm like, they're just smokescreening themselves. Again, they're gonna fuck themselves. Again, up. doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> the only time it makes sense is if they're planning on trading down. Yeah. But if you're Arizona, what's the value in trading down? No. Unless someone overwhelms you. Yeah. It's not happening this year. No. Like the the RG three trade is not happening this year. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see. I, I do think they're taking Kyler Murray. I think like they they have to at this point. They Josh Rosen like unfollowed all. Like, no, no, no. He got hacked. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that is just not true. Um, and now people are like, oh, a third-round pick gets Josh Rosen. That, it, to me... I still think it's, it's going to end up being a second. Even if it's a second, I'm, I'm running up to the, the, car, the Cardinals right now saying, you're t- second-round pick, Josh Yeah, I'm doing it. Still just as bad of a mismanagement of assets as what the Giants have been doing. Yeah, I mean, we could get into the Giants thing. I, up until the Golden Tate signing, I could have defended Gilman. The thing is, on some of the single moves he's made, you can defend them. Yeah. But taken as part of a whole, they make no sense. If you look at... I still think that my analogy is the best one. Hit me with it. I I think I put it in the group the other day. 
I don't read every text you send me. Well, <laughs> it was part of a larger conversation that we were all active in, okay, so I assumed that no, you read it. Maybe. Um, I, I view that everything they've done in the last 18 months or whatever since Gettleman's been hired, it's like if they took the giant Wheel of Fortune wheel and put transactions on each of the things, spun the wheel and said, that's the thing we're going to do next. Because they don't all add up to a I plan. think last year, if you looked at the Giants, if you're going into the season, there were a lot of experts that thought they're going nine and se- eight and eight, nine and seven. I was one of them. Oh, see, I disagree. In a, I, you, I know you weren't, um, but there were a but, lot of people that thought the Giants there were going to were, be good. I, I don't know if I would characterize it as a lot. There were some people, experts, who were saying that. The majority of them didn't, and I was one of the people who didn't. So the, the big thing with the Giants... Now, I didn't, line, I didn't expect them to be quite as bad as they well, were. Well, they, they kind of came on late a they little did. bit, but they kind of just screwed themselves. They started off 1-7. and seven. Yeah, but they came on a little bit late, and that was actually kind of when Odell went out. They were like, the offense isn't that bad. So uh, to me... They, the issue, I was going to give Eli the benefit of the doubt, be going into the year. Hey, I wasn't, because line, it's been obvious for a couple of years. The offensive line was so bad, they got Solder, who somehow was, again, bad. This year, he was bad. All I'll say is, when Bill Belichick lets offensive linemen walk... When Bill Belichick is like, you're no longer needed here... Well, I guess it's if he lets anyone walk, because he's traded guys who've gone on to be successful elsewhere. Right. When they let him walk in free agency, they very rarely end up being... No, no smarter than us. I mean, he traded Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has still been excellent. Yeah. He traded Richard Seymour. He was still very good for a couple of years after he left and went to Oakland. Right. Um, but the guys that he lets walk in free agency do not end up being good. Right. So I'm saying the Giants going into last year, I thought, hey, they're going to get... Eli's proven over a long career. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him a chance. They got Saquon to give him another weapon. They had great wide receivers. They... they Theoretically, added to the offensive line, it wasn't good. It still wasn't good. And Eli They went still, from being by far the worst in the league to still being in the bottom ten. Yeah. So I can understand that process of like, hey, we still think we have pieces around here that we can compete. The thing is, I was on board with the plan if they would have drafted an offense. They if they drafted Quentin Nelson or Bradley Chubb. Right. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then going into this this off season, I think they're like, well, that didn't work. So we need to we need to kind of break this up. I. I think there's giving Eli one more year. He's been a servant to the club. What's the difference of him going four and twelve and bringing in somebody else that's going to go four? Seventeen million dollars. But they're not spending that money this year. No, but they can roll it over to next year. Okay. Well, that I mean that's that is a point to make. I think they're giving Eli one more year. Yeah. So the thing hey, is, you we don't want to we don't want to cut you and have this this tenure cut end with you being cut or traded. How long? I want you to finish your year here. Retire, you know, retire a giant, and we're going to think back to not your last three years, we're going to think back to your, your career as a giant. How long do you get to have a retirement party for? Uh, I would give it a year. I think Eli's is going to be three years almost. What's what 2018 was. Right, but I think at this point... This is 2019. I understand. But And also saying, the end of 2016 after he got benched was that I, too. That, that long term is what fucked them. Because they saw them out, like, just how pissed people were about that. That they overcorrected it. That's exactly what happened. And yeah, so that... Is, but the thing is, so you, you get that retirement tour at the end of 2016. Then we say, you know what, we're running it back for one more year. I don't think they thought it was a retirement plan. Okay, but the thing is, retroactively it is. It is, but I don't think they So wanted, we're now going on to two and a half years. I, if they cut Eli, I would have been fine with it. If they said Eli, you're, but I, I can understand them saying, you know, we're getting rid of Odell. Uh, he, he just, we have to rebuild. We have to restart. We're going to restart. We're going to give Eli one last year. If we draft the quarterback, he's, the quarterback's going to learn under Eli. Eli's going to take all the hits. That team's not going to be good. The offensive line, although they got Zeitler from... So it might be better. But Eli's going to take most of the hits. He's just going to stand back there for one last year. 
I think that isn't a horrible plan when you think, okay, our plan didn't work out. This is what it's going to be. We're going to rebuild. Eli's going to have one last year. Then he's gone. Maybe a quarterback learns underneath him, and next year he takes over. But then the Golden Tate signing happened, and that was like, okay, now I can't defend it because you're trying to rebuild, and then you lock in for four years to a 31 And this is what I'm saying. So that was one I was like, okay, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me in any way, shape, or form. Because I agree. If they had said, okay, you know what? We horribly miscalculated in 2018. Let's finally strip it down to the studs yep. and do it right. I'd be totally on board with that because you, it's your come-to-God moment. Right. Oh, we got it wrong. Let's fix it now. Totally on board. Right. You got to bottom out at least one. In the, in the NFL, realistically, you got to bottom out at least one year. Yeah. 2019 should be that year. Yes. They're not doing that. I agree with that 100%. Once the Golden Tate signing, I was like, okay, well, this doesn't make any sense. Doesn't if make they, any sense. If they took, let's say, Haskins at six. And, and, and the thing is, if you, if you cut Eli Manning and you don't sign Golden Tate and you cut every other dead, dead cap guy and you take all that medicine on the front end now, clean up your cap situation, you trade anyone who has any sort of value at right. all to get back whatever picks young player that you think you can get. Right. You do that now, you're going to win one or two games next year. Right. And you're going to draft in the top two. Right. And then you can get the quarterback of your of That's your dreams next year if you want. Right. Or, even still, you can keep a couple of the guys. You can get a Zeitler as just shifting around right. ch- chairs on, the, on the, the Titanic deck. Like, it's right. not a big deal. You want to go get him, you don't sign Golden Tate. You cut Eli Manning, save yourself the $17 million to roll forward to cap next year. Right. You draft Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray this year. You're set to... Go jumping into the way the Jets are doing what they're doing this offseason. Right. You have more cap room to go jump and make an, uh, an ad next year in the free agency. You're still going to be drafting high. So you get another premier player, hopefully, to add to this core of young guys. Of your, you have your, you know, your quarterback, your Saquon Barkley, and now you're another top ten pick, whatever. That's your your micro core of players that you're right. going to build around. Totally understand that, but they're not doing that. They're right. keeping Eli Manning. They're keeping the cap charge. They're going to win. Six games yeah. next year. Yeah, five They're going to get games, stuck yeah. in the middle. They're yeah. going to be drafting 13th overall. They're not going to get their quarterback next year either. So what are we doing here? Because you can't do it for three or four years no. in a row. You can't say, oh, we don't like a quarterback in 2017. Oh, we don't like a quarterback in 2018 when there's five drafted in the first round. And even if you don't like all five, if you liked two of them, you drafted two overall. Right. You're not going to draft a guy in 2019 now because I now there's the reports they don't like Dwayne Haskins. And they're not getting Kyler Murray. No. So... When are you going to draft the quarterback? Because if you're going for the middle of the road this year, you're not going to draft high enough in the big class next year I agree. either. I agree. So I do think that they should have just stripped it down. They should have stripped it down. Now, I would have been okay if they just said, Eli, this is your last year. The team's going to be really bad. I'd even be okay with that, even though it's still the wrong way. To me, it, they're still going to they, they, they they be being bad. If I'm going to meet them halfway, I will give them that yes. move. Okay. Um, this year, I know I saw the same thing with Haskins. If they drafted, have to say they liked Haskins. They drafted him with six. They took an offensive lineman with 17, and they got Debo Samuel in the second round. Like to me, that would be a good step forward. Like, hey, Decent we just start. got a, we got our back, we got our quarterback. We'll give him a year. We saw what happened with Mahomes. The thing is, realistically though, even if they like Haskins, they're not getting him at six. They're gonna have to move up. You think? I do. I think he's. I think he's still there. I still don't know what team it is that's gonna do. It. Someone's gonna move up. It's just if you look at the way the league's been going for the last five or six years. I think of all the guys, all the quarterbacks drafted in the top ten in the last three or four years, I don't remember what it was, only one guy was gotten without a trade-up, and that was because Cleveland had the number one overall pick. Yeah. Every other one. I still think Haskins is Wentz, Goff, both were trades up. Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, every one of those guys, they had to trade up to get them. Yeah. 
that's a good point. I I still think he's there at, at six. I don't think he will be. I, even if he's not, I even can't, if they trade up. I can't tell you who is going to trade above them. I'm convinced someone I will. I actually don't think they're going to trade up. Even if, the, even if they think, you know, Haskins... Because look at the teams. I, stupidly, the Jags are not going to be on the quarterback. No. I don't think, unless someone fell to them if they were in love with. But right. I don't think that they'll trade no. up because of what they've committed yeah, to they Foles. got a lot of money for that. But you look at the teams that need a quarterback. Whether they're going to address it top of the draft this year or not, the teams that need a quarterback, whether they're admitting they need one or not, are the Giants, mm-hmm. the Jags, mm-hmm. I think the Raiders. The, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put the Jags in there. The, the Dolphins. Dolphins, 100%. The Redskins and the Bengals. That's seven teams. Yeah, I don't know if they're those. Some of I think the Dolphins should. I'm saying whether or not the team is admitting to, whether or not the team chooses to address That's it this the year. Is these are the teams that need a quarterback. So we may we they may be a keep it buttoned up totally. We may not hear a peep about the Bengals, and then the Bengals might trade up to number two overall and get a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? We may not hear a single thing. Now, Josh Rosen's part of this equation, too. One of those teams, I expect, would probably get Josh Rosen. I would. I think the Giants should go for Rosen. Sure. I just don't think they will. I, but they, if they liked him that much, unless the price comes down to like a fifth-round pick, which That's it shouldn't. insane. They should have taken him second overall. You know, if, if, if they trade the 17th overall pick for Josh Rosen, then Dave Gettleman needs to be filed Phil Jackson style. <laughs> Eight days after the draft, yeah. or whatever it was. Speaking of that, with, uh, when James <laughs> Dolan, yeah. on, when they asked him, he just started laughing. I was like, this guy. Uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think I could have defended Gelderman up until Golden Tate. Golden Tate thing it was like, all right, everything people are saying about you is true. I could have defended, hey, you know, this didn't go right, this didn't go right. They're trying to correct it. Then you're you're just trying to be bad, and then you sign Golden Tate to a pretty big contract. Certainly had a decent amount of guarantees. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it's a four or five year deal. He's not going to see four or five years right. of contract. Was, He's going to see two of them. I think it was yeah. After two years, they could cut him. When it it's be, rare to see one that has right. guarantee money past the third year. Yeah. But so at least not. That was the first past. deal. I was like, okay, Gettleman, you, you're past defense. Like, it's incredible. The the two, quote unquote, storybook stable like ancient franchises are the ones that have had the biggest blow ups in their front office and 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 on their roster with the the Steelers and the Giants yeah. over the last year and a half. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, it, the reports do say they they're not in on Haskins. Now maybe that could be a smokescreen. They may they may want to chase away some team. Yeah. Hey, if, we, if, hey we're at if, eight. We can take him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll still be there. Yeah. But that I was not expecting us to go into draft. We went pretty in depth there. Yeah. And we'll have more on that in the next couple of I'd weeks. I say we we uh, I'm flying out to California, so I I won't be around for. We may not have an episode for you guys next week. We're no. hoping to, but we I, may I would not. say it's unlikely. But the week after that, we almost Probably. certainly will. I would be, yeah, definitely one towards the draft, even if not draft night. Mm. Even if we just did something like 15 minutes before draft started and then just kind of live did it. That's the other thing. We, we do want to try and be somewhat nimble. We are going to try and give you guys a full episode once a week. We may occasionally have a mini episode from time to time if there's something particularly interesting to discuss. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's a, a good idea. Um, I hope... Al, if there is static on this fucking thing and this is not able to be released, I'm going to be pissed. The thing is, <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. We should probably we release committed, it regardless. We just committed like an hour and a half to this and it just goes It's one like, hour. Okay, well, it's time, talking to you, Al, sometimes time goes a little bit slow. Well, I'm just telling you that I have the countdown clock in what, front of us. What, and yeah. It's 57.52 right now. That is actually less than what I guess, but that, that's a solid, I think, 
way to, to end the first, our first episode. Good debut. Even um, though you said what was going to be like a 15 minute episode zero. Yeah, episode zero. This is going to be episode 0. 0.5 apparently. <laughs> We're rounding up. It's episode one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that'll be it for now. Uh, I agree. We hope you enjoyed the Spin Tune Sports Show. That'll probably be what we call ourselves. Still subject to change. I like to be a little bit more creative, but we're, we're going to go with what we think is right. And right now, that's definitely the title that's winning. That's all for now. Um, I should probably have had something ready to go with our Twitter handle, so you can get in touch with us if you want. What are you, at Shapespur? Yeah, Shapespur. S-C-H-A-E-F-F-S-P-U-R. You nailed it, Alex. And I am at Alessandro B 1187 The worst, most... That, that, why don't you just get something new? That's a story for next week's episode. Okay, good.